If you're working to lose weight and you think you need to eat out of Tupperware containers and bring your food scale to restaurants in order to be successful, then you're gonna to wanna to stick around. I'm gonna show you simple strategies that we teach our clients so they can eat out, enjoy more of the foods that they want, yes, even dessert, while still losing weight. Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. If you don't know who I am, my name is Ben Brown, and I'm the owner of BSL Nutrition, an online nutrition coaching company that helps you change your belief system around what it means to be healthy. And in this particular topic, we're discussing how to navigate eating out without breaking the proverbial calorie bank. Now, no one ever ate anything by accident. And it's pretty rare, at least if you're fortunate enough to be listening to this, to have a time when you don't have full control over the calories that you choose to consume. However, we're all guilty of eating and drinking too much, especially when eating in restaurants, in the company of friends, and uh, in the company of family members, be it a celebration, a family event, or even Taco Tuesday. So how do we eat out without overdoing it on calories while still being able to enjoy the food, the company, the dining experience, and getting the results that we've been working for? I'm going to lay out a few different strategies here for you. So first is our environment shapes our reality. Where we choose to eat and with whom can be the difference between reasonably healthy meal and an all-out binge fest, right? We all have the friend that needs to order multiple appetizers or that tries to order shots for the table or the friend that suggests that we all just order dishes and we share them. Suck it, Sally. We've got goals in place here. And the reality is that you're going to have a harder time trying to eat a healthy meal at cold beer and cheeseburgers with your sorority sisters than at True Food Kitchen with your Weight Watchers cronies. So you'd better choose your friends wisely because our social support system is easily the number one contributor to lack of consistency and success when we're actively working to make better nutrition decisions. The less friction you experience, the easier it's going to be to stick to the plan. Which moves us to strategy number two, which is have a plan. Fail to plan, plan to fail. I'm sure you've heard that adage. Now, have you ever watched a giant slalom skier preparing right before a race? They know exactly what the terrain looks like and they envision the icy spot in turn number three, in turn number five, and the, the speed danger going into the transition. And they know which turns they already own and which ones may present bigger obstacles. Be like a ski racer. Have a plan. Envision your plan. Know your strengths and your weaknesses and how you're going to navigate those potential obstacles. Have you previewed the menu ahead of time? Have you decided exactly what you're going to order? 
make sure to order first so you don't get negatively influenced when your wife orders the giant pretzel for the table. Have you factored in the leftover nuggets and the fries from the kids' plates? The, the struggle is real. Are you going to have dessert? If not, why not? You should. You don't have to eat the whole thing. In fact, how good would it feel to know that you could order dessert every time that you eat out and feel perfectly satisfied with just a few bites rather than the story you keep telling yourself around why you can't order it at all for fear of eating the whole thing? Newsflash here. You end up eating the whole thing because you keep telling yourself it's off limits. Eating out can feel difficult. Just like everything else in our life when we don't have a plan of attack or any reasonable expectations set. When you know what you're committing to and what you're intentionally abstaining from, it's easy to be assertive, to be confident, and to be clear in your decision-making processes and in your conversations. But just like any other skill that we work to develop, it takes time and it takes consistency and repetition to become competent. Which brings us to the third strategy, which is what you choose to eat the rest of the day matters just as much, if not more, than what you eat at that restaurant. So if you want to go full ham on beer and buffalo wings for that playoff game tonight, awesome. Own it. But that doesn't mean that the rest of the day doesn't count. Wouldn't it make sense to keep it lighter earlier in the day to save room both literally and figuratively for what's to come? Perhaps a protein shake for breakfast and maybe some turkey slices and veggies for lunch? Or here's a great scenario where intermittent fasting would actually make a lot of sense. Or on vacation and enjoying some ridiculous dinners? That's great. How about just skipping breakfast for a few days or have a later breakfast and skip lunch? The beauty here is that you're in control regardless of the circumstances. You are in control regardless of the circumstances. Remember, no one ever forced you to eat anything. You never ate anything by accident. So strategy number four, is what to do when you haven't planned ahead. And here are four tips for ordering your meals when you're intentionally trying to manage your calories. Number one, always start with a lean protein source. So one to two palm-sized portions of protein for women and men respectively. Chicken, fish, beef, grilled, baked. Simple as that. Number two, vegetables half of your plate, at least in veggies, roasted or steamed, minimal oil or butter, not sure how it's cooked, all you have to do is ask. Virtually any reasonable dining establishment has some combination of lean protein and veggies. Okay, number three, then we can start to talk about starchy carbs, a quarter of your plate. Example, Plain potato is one of the most satiating foods there is, especially in the absence of salt, butter, cheese, bacon, sour cream, all of the good stuff, right? But we can continue to talk about rice, we can continue to talk about bread, and so on and so forth. 
pay attention to the protein servings, the vegetable servings, and then you can move on to the carbohydrates and work to number four, minimize the fats, the oils, the butters, the dressings, the sauces, the creams, the cheese, the nuts, all of these things can add a substantial amount of calories to your seemingly healthy meal. So if you're intentionally trying to keep it tight, then tread lightly when it comes to the, what we call mixed macronutrient meals. The meals like the pastas and the meat sauce and the stews and the, the casserole types of dishes that invariably are gonna have a lot of different ingredients and they're likely gonna have a lot of fat, a lot of carbohydrate, probably a small or a minimal amount of protein and a lot of calories a lot of calories. Those are the types of things that we just don't have a lot of control over and that are gonna be very difficult to effectively manage. Which brings us to our last strategy, which is strategy number five. Now, this is where we work to establish portion control. At the end of the day, you are in control. Now, my grandmother knows virtually nothing about nutrition. Protein, carbs, fats, micronutrients, blah, blah, blah. It's all Greek to her. When she wants to lose weight, she does one thing. Every single time she eats out, right when the waiter brings her food, she asks for a to-go box and puts exactly half of her meal away for later. That's it. I know it's stupid simple, but listen, most restaurants are going to serve us more than is probably reasonable for our needs. Have you ever eaten at Cheesecake Factory? Prime example, their kale appetizer salad, appetizer salad is 1,440 calories. <laughs> That's the equivalent of many people's entire daily calorie intake for, for example, a 140 pound female who is uh, dieting. So what this means is that we need to learn how to make decisions. And the most important being learning how to say no to all of the temptations that we are exposed to. The other skill that we need to develop beyond establishing some discipline is actually acknowledging our hunger and our fullness cues. Walking away from dinner with our pants unzipped and Alka-Seltzer on our mind is probably a good sign that uh, you've been overeating. And so the key is to find the point in the meal where despite how good the food tastes, the discomfort from continuing to eat will outweigh the satisfaction. And this is a lot of what we talk about with our clients in our Smart Nutrition Coaching Program, is learning how to navigate the habits and the behaviors and the skills necessary to effectively control our portion sizes without necessarily needing to track all of our calories. In fact, this is a perfect example of where calorie tracking can lead us awry because invariably it bypasses the hunger and the fullness signals that we need to tune into by virtue of us simply paying attention to how many calories, quote unquote, we have left, right? And so when we can find this optimal period on the continuum, when we can find this, what we call this, this Goldilocks effect, when we've had enough, but not too much, our satisfaction from our meal is just right, obviously. And the way to do this, and the only way to develop and reinforce this skill is through practice. Through practice of one, 
eating slowly and taking a pause between bites to actually chew your food. Now, this is irrespective of the macronutrient composition of your meal. Regardless of what you're eating, it would only make sense if we're trying to control our calories that we would be implementing these behaviors. So one is to eat slowly and to pause between bites and actually chew your food. Two is to appreciate your environment and savor your meal, right? It's, it's not unreasonable to have a great experience with your friends and your family members and whomever you're dining with regardless of what you're eating. You can bring your own food to the restaurant and you can still have a phenomenal experience. So I think it's important for us to dissociate the experience necessarily with the type and or amount of food that we're consuming. Number three is to consider actually taking a half time from eating or waiting for a few minutes and actually observing how satisfied you actually are, despite how much is left on your plate, right? We have the tendency, myself included, I'm just as guilty of this as everyone else, is inhaling the food to the point where by the time you even realize how uh, satisfied or overly full you are, the food is long gone. Slow down take an intermission and actually pay attention to how you're feeling. How satisfied are you? And the more that we can do that and tune in with those feelings of hunger and fullness, the more likely we are to be able to make the appropriate decisions for our goals. The more you practice slowing down, the more you'll enjoy your experience and your food, and the less you'll actually consume, which if weight loss is your goal, could certainly work to your benefit, obviously. So here's the thing. For most of us who have some modest weight loss goals and aren't interested in weighing and tracking every morsel of food, we can absolutely enjoy eating out as long as we're making conscious decisions around one, our environment and social support. Pay attention to the types of decisions and food choices that you make depending on who you're with, the environment that you're in. So. Uh, the type of restaurant that you're at, as well as the emotions that you're experiencing at the given time. Why are you eating out? Are you celebrating something? Are you are you celebrating just the end of the week? Is it just celebrating a hard work day? Um, are you stressed? Are you mad? Are you angry? Are you anxious? All of the above is going to impact the decisions that we make. Two, by having a clear-cut plan of attack, regardless of where you're going, you should be planning ahead so that you can make the best decisions possible. Three is structuring the rest of your day and or your week accordingly. It's not unreasonable, especially if you're dieting, to intentionally undereat to some degree or control your calorie intake earlier on in the week so you have more flexibility and freedom on one or potentially two days over the weekend, right? But this is strategic. And so it's very important to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Number four is focusing on building out the perfect plate. How are you balancing the ratio of protein to carbohydrates, to vegetables, to fats? And if you're working to manage your calories and trying to keep your meal as nutritionally dense and calorie limiting, so to speak, well, then you're going to want to do your diligence about where you're eating and how you're building out that plate. And number five is establishing our own individualized ways of controlling our 
portion sizes relative to our naturally embedded feelings of hunger and satiety. So remember, you are in control, as I said, and no one ever ate anything by accident. So if you're serious about your goals, then you deserve to take the time and to make the decisions that will align with those goals, which means being proactive about where you eat, what you eat, who you eat with, and developing the skills to be consistent in your decision-making processes, even if it means consistently saying no. So I hope that's been helpful for you guys. I appreciate you listening, and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening, and if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, grab a free copy of my Fat Loss Fix Guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadesimpletv.com. Four, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple. 